You're listening to You Radio. Let your voice be heard. My name is Ryan Funk. You're on You Talk, a program dedicated to diversity, highlighting native-born and new Canadians' cultures and experiences. What is a Mennonite? Many may have a very different idea in their head. Andrew Unger is the creator of The Daily Bonnet, a satirical website that breaks down Mennonite culture and life. He recently had a book published called Once Removed, a humorous book about Mennonites which explores the real cost of progress. Andrew and I explore the Plautdeach Code, knocking the mystery of Mennonites. If you just Google it, if you go into Google Images and type in Mennonites, you're going to get pictures of people in... in women in long dresses and men wearing suspenders and horse and buggy, you get the, that sort of one sort of impression of what a Mennonite is. But, but Mennonites are as diverse as the entire population. You know, uh, we range from, from the very conservative, like you'll see if you, in the pictures that I just described, to, you know, completely blending in with the rest of rest of society. I don't know if you want me to go into a whole like history of where Mennonites originated from or whatever, but I mean, we can talk about that a, a little bit later. Uh, maybe that'll feed a little bit into one of my uh, topics, but yeah, Mennonites are incredibly diverse. I, I guess it's one of those things where it's kind of, it's a blanket creed, but within that there's just so many different variations that you can find. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I suppose some of the common aspects that all uh, people who would self-identify as Mennonite would, would hold would be, uh, you know, um, pacifism and um, uh, adult baptism, but otherwise, you know, in, in terms of like um, theology, the, the rest of it is pretty wide ranging. And, and in terms of practice and, and things like that and dress and all that stuff, it's pretty wide ranging. I know uh, for myself, just uh, background-wise, uh, when I'm looking at Mennonites and seeing other Mennonite families, you know, family-oriented, that's that's a big one as well. Yeah, you know, I was I was going to say, I hadn't, you know, thought of that, but that's definitely true. I was, I was going to say, when I was thinking about this earlier, I was thinking community-oriented is, is another aspect. Family and community-oriented, I think that's something that all Mennonites from, you know, the very traditional conservative Mennonites to you know, progressive Mennonites that live in the city, you know, um, have that aspect in common, I think. Mm -hmm. and, and I mean, Mennonite culture is starting to get a little bit more, a um, little more in the spotlight. I don't know if you saw the uh, the movie. Uh, I propose we don't see each other again after tonight. Yes. The <laughs> yes, I did see that. Uh, yeah, there's this this great scene. I don't know. If it's I guess it's not a spoiler if I say it, but because uh, it's not like crucial to the plot or anything. But there's a scene where they go to Morden, which also is a is a city with a, lot, a high Mennonite population, and um, she's looking for uh, all she knows is is his parents' names are Friesen, and she looks in the phone book, and it's like pages and pages of Friesens, so it doesn't help her anything. <laughs> When we're looking at uh, Mennonites and some of the other cultures, there's a lot of similarities uh, from the history. Uh, you know, Mennonites uh, that came from uh, uh, Europe, 
moved away, lost their land, and kind of had to start fresh. And that's something that uh, my myself just listening, uh, looking at the history, uh, we can really relate to that to some of the refugee crisis that uh, that has happened over the past couple of years. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, um, I looked at um, you know my my own grandfather, my my the one side of my family came to Canada in the 1870s. So they were immigrants, not refugees. But my, uh, but the other side of my family, you know, my grandfather came to Canada when he was five years old in the 1920s, fleeing, you know, the aftermath of the uh, Russian Revolution. So, you know, yeah, he came as a refugee. And, and the people that stayed there, uh, you know, I have relatives also that stayed in the Soviet Union and, um, you know, didn't get out in time, you know, so to speak. And they were... Uh, killed, um, executed, you know, with, for no reason or sent to Siberia. But I have great uncles that were, you know, um, killed at that time. So yeah, definitely the, the refugee experience, we definitely have that in our Mennonite um, background. Mm -hmm. uh, that's uh, even on my family, my grandfather, uh, him and his uh, sister and their, uh, their mother, you know, came, my, uh, my great Oma, uh, came over after World War II, after their, you know, uh, uh, her husband was taken away. And yeah, it's wow. it's crazy just looking about the the history. And I, I may, maybe that's something that uh, some Mennonites uh, maybe forget that, yeah. you know, we came from this place. Yeah, I know. You, you do see a lot of, I, I mean, I think Mennonites, maybe more than some other, I don't know, it's hard to compare to other groups, but Mennonites are definitely like, sort of obsessive about their own history and genealogy you know there's the whole uh the Mennonite game which is like you meet another Mennonite and you try to figure out how you're related that, that <laughs> <laughs> so so I think Mennonites are to some degree interested in that but but I think you know we do have the sometimes we do have a bit of that amnesia about about uh you know our past and our history and um you know that you know, now that we've been here in Canada for a while, you know, maybe pe people's views on refugees has has changed or something like that. And it shouldn't. We should we should realize this. You know, we should be sympathetic and helpful and and realize that um, we all have uh, struggles and Mennonites have had struggles and people help uh, helped us out. You know, I, I I've seen quotes uh, of what Canadians you know, Canadians who already were living in Canada were saying about Mennonite refugees in the 1920s. And they were saying a lot of very horrible, uh, racist and prejudiced things about, um, you know, my, you know, my grandfather or his generation anyways. And so those kind of, um, unfortunately, you sometimes see those kind of prejudices come back up in our society. And, and I think, uh, if we can put that into a little bit of perspective and realize that um, people have said that about us too, you know, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just kind of having that, that empathy, that uh, yeah. remembering that we, we came from that sort of place or a lot of them, yeah. a lot of Mennonites. And I mean, some traveled across the world. It's not just here in Manitoba and Canada, you know, you have Mennonites in the United States, you have them in South and Central America. Yeah. Which seems crazy. Yeah. All, all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, in the 1870s, when the uh, Mennonite sent delegates to Canada to come check it out, um, they sent 12 people and eight decided they didn't like the land 
and they went to the US and four decided to like encourage their people back in Europe to come here. But, you know, so yeah, there's Mennonites all over the place and they move for various reasons, usually for uh, religious reasons, but they moved all over the world. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you're involved in writing satire. Uh, what is it about Mennonite culture that you find uh, the humor in? Well, yeah, you know, that's, there is a sort of a stereotype about Mennonites that we're kind of stoic and, and don't really, you know, very serious and, and, and don't really laugh a lot, but, you know, I don't think that that's really the case. Uh, I think I'm sure there's some people like that, but um, you know, I think Mennonites have always had a sense of humor, at least in certain situations and certain, I think you kind of had to, you know, you kind of have to use humor um, to, to kind of deal with or, or handle some of the situations that, that we've gone through in our history. I don't know if humor was sort of like a coping mechanism or something like that, but, but what do I, I've sort of rambled off the question there, but what do I find funny about Mennonites? I guess that was more like your question. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you find funny? <laughs> uh, I mean, if you, if you read the daily Bonnet, you'll see that I find all sorts of things funny. And it's like, it's like, it's it's everything from uh you know food and accent to church things you know quirks we're we're quirky you know we've always been kind of outsiders wherever we've lived we've kind of been outsiders and so i think maybe that gives us a kind of we've developed quirks and uh those are sort of fun to poke fun at i guess <laughs> so if you could pick one thing from Mennonite culture that you could share with everyone, what would it be? Wow. Um, I think I maybe sort of alluded to it before, but I think, you know, Mennonites are really have a real good sense of, of community and we have our flaws. You know, I would, I've, I would definitely say that we have our flaws and, and that's something we can talk about too, if you want, but, but Mennonites, um, they're, they may not seem, I don't want to generalize here, but it can seem not so friendly at first. But I think once you're sort of part of that community, there's a real sense of pulling together and drawing to, and, and coming together and helping each other out. So I would say community uh, is something that uh, maybe others could could pass on to others. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In terms of a potential negative, I, I would say uh, stubborn, and I would put myself in that uh, category. Stubborn as a mule. I know my whole family is that way. When we want, when we want to do something, you, you can't stop us. <laughs> that's that's probably true. Yeah, you know, maybe it's like I mean, people joke about uh, since Mennonites are traditionally pacifist, that that you know, since they 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 never can use any form of physical violence that they are passive aggressive and maybe the stubbornness sort of comes from that like you can't make me do that <laughs> <laughs> maybe um, I, I mean even the, even the food um i can never remember the names but whenever <laughs> i eat it i was like yep this is distinctly distinctly Mennonite. like yeah. farmer sausage pierogies yeah and all the food you know of course all those foods that we in in southern manitoba anyways associate with as Mennonite foods are really Things that from our history, you know, we lived in this, we lived in the Netherlands, we lived in Prussia, we lived in 
Russia, Ukraine, Latin America, and we've sort of took foods from all those places and adapted them and tweaked them. And then now those foods have become known as, as, uh, as Mennonite foods, but really they're kind of variations on, on mm. the food from other places. Or uh, what, uh, what is it, Ralkukin? Ra- Ra- oh yeah, yeah, Ralkukin. <laughs> uh yeah that's like uh how would you describe that you know it's, it's actually it's a deep fried bread deep fried bread or like almost like a biscuit or like a kind of like a, a crisp i'm not almost. sure the origin of it if it originated in europe or not but it does kind of remind me of bannock a little bit a little bit yeah 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 like if you put a little bit of sugar on yeah. there like i know some people put honey on it kind of like a like a wafer almost the classic thing is 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 Rogers? Sorry, I keep having like you're probably hearing those beeps and buzzes from my co- computer, but uh, no worries. <laughs> um, the classic thing is Rogers Golden Syrup. That's what you put mm, on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or uh, you, Ronnie's it, sunflower seeds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Knoxote. <laughs> Knoxote. Yeah, that literally means I think crack seed. Zote means seed, and knock means crack. Crack seed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> The amount of uh, sunflower seeds Mennonites can go through when you're at a a harvest festival. I know, and the pile, the pile that you leave <laughs> below your lawn chair or there or whatever, is somehow bigger than what you started. I don't know how that works, but yeah, it just seems it's an anomaly. You can't stop though; it, it is addicting. Like when, once you stop, once you start with the sunflower seeds, uh, oh it's yeah, really hard yes. to stop, and you eat it so much that your mouth gets because they're so salty, right? Your mouth gets all um, dry or pickled or whatever. I don't know what the word is, but raw. Maybe that's a better word. And you, but you can, still can't stop, you know, until the bag is done. If Andrew could leave only one thing with people, he would like them to know that Mennonites aren't a monolith. And of the approximately two million around the world, many aren't like the ones he pokes fun of on the Daily Bonnet, which are those of European descent. If you have any stories you'd like us to share or communities we should highlight, leave a comment on our social media or reach out to us on our website. I'm Ryan Funk, this was You Talk, and have yourself a good one.